1: I've been wanting to ask you how do you choose what band intro you're gonna use? I
0: swear, bro, you got
2: like a thousand. You just, just, just randomly pick, you just randomly pick one. You. Hey, what you know, stuff? you know, you know what you should play on this one? What's that? Coming to America, man. Yeah, coming to America.
3: Uh we talking about
4: office.
5: Tiger fans, get ready for episode 174 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club Podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tiger. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the, I Love, Jackson State University. And I'm joined again by the dynamic duo, Superman, Ken Clark, and Batman, Zoe Phillips. What up, guys? <laughs> hey, what's up, Corey, man? Happy to be back on. What's going on, man? What's up, Tiger fans? All right, fellas. Welcome back. Welcome back. And speaking of welcome back, for the second time in the booth, BJ. What up, BJ? Man, what's up, Tiger Nation? I'm happy to be back. You you made an outstanding splash, your debut, and then you went on hiatus. (laughs) The fans been emailing, calling, texting. My phone's blowing up, where's BJ? They started a chant, we want BJ. We want BJ.
3: Where you been, man? Man, you know what? I'm uh I think I'm right back on time. You know, we,
5: we smell the football coming, so let's get it. Man, you said it. You said it. It's finally August. Football is in the air. We've been talking about this fall season since before the spring season even took
0: place.
5: We had a spring season, we were already talking about the fall, but it's it's almost here. And we have just the thing to get us through this final month before kickoff, and that's fall camp. I know you guys are ready, so let's talk about it. Mm. What do y'all want to start? Yes, sir. Offense or defense? Offense. 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 Sales tickets. I knew Sales it. Tickets. I knew it. We can definitely start on the offensive side, but first, let's check in with Coach O.
4: Big shout out to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club and the number one fan base in all of FCS athletics, the Jackson State University Tigers. You know, people lie, but numbers don't. And your numbers suggest that you have been the number one football fan base in FCS for a very long time. And this football program and this athletic department appreciate you. With that being said, this is Coach O, your favorite director of player personnel and recruiting, here to give you a quick overview of your 2021 Tiger offense. With so many new faces on campus, we thought it would be important to share with you some names of some figures who we think would be great contributors to this team this fall. Let's start off with the QB position. It's no stranger who QB1 is, and Jack State has always been known to have a good QB, a good signal caller who can get the job done by slinging it around, by handing it off, but more importantly, being a great leader. And that's what we have in Shadour. Shadour has shown the ability to lead. He's shown the ability to galvanize his teammates. He's also shown the ability to play this game at a high level. But in order for Shadour to be the best version of himself on that football field, we had to upgrade the offensive line. That's why we went out and signed a six foot four, three hundred and thirty pound Dylan Spencer, a six foot six, three hundred and fifty pound Demetri Jordan, a six foot seven, three hundred and ten pound Trey Johnson, a six foot five, three hundred and ten pound Charles Armstrong, a six foot five, three hundred and twenty five pound Javante Gardner, a six foot four, three hundred pound Kirk Ford, and not to mention all comfort Cedric Dunbar, who will be returning, and, and Tony Gray as well. When you have that type of beef, that type of athleticism, that type of physicality up front, it bodes well for your skill guys making plays on the perimeter and in the backfield. Speaking of the backfield, adding a guy like Peyton Pickett from Liberty University, J.D. Martin from East Central Community College, or Desmond Moultrie from Trinity Christian High School. Three backs who can do the job in a multitude of ways. If it's third and short, second and short, and we need them to get one or two yards, or if it's second and long and we just need them to catch the ball at the backfield and make a man miss and go make a play. These are the type of backs that can do that. And we're looking forward to them doing that all season. But not just that, we got a big-time quarterback for a reason. A big-time quarterback. Shador Sanders is going to be throwing to some big-time receivers. You had Warren Newman, Corey Reed. You had those type of guys coming back along with Daniel Crowell and Christian Allen. But we also added some more explosive pieces to the puzzle. Keith Corbin, Josh Lanier, Allah Brown, Trevante Rucker, Cordarius Davis, Shane Hooks, Malachi Wideman. These are the type of playmakers on the perimeter that are going to give defenses nightmares. But they have to show up and be ready to play. And that's what these next 30 days will be about, getting the team ready to play football on September 5th in Miami, Florida. But last but not least, Let's talk about our tight end room. We got an old Wiley vet in Kyle and Richie and his backup, DJ Stevens. Also, we added a young, a young pup, Jesse Riley. This group is the picture of consistency. This group is also the picture of just hard-nosed, blue-collar guys. But nonetheless, our most important trademarks that we're going to always chant, smart, tough, fast, and disciplined. These young men that I just named, amongst the others that are on this roster, they will embody that. Smart, tough, fast, and disciplined. Are you ready, Tigers? We can't wait to see you in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium, September 5th versus FAMU. Make sure you're there. It's going to be special.
5: Shout out to Coach O. We appreciate it, as always. All right, fellas, let's get into it. Let's talk offense. You know, we have a, a revamped and upgraded offense. Expect to put up a lot of points. Coach Prime mm-hmm. keeps saying that there's no set starters on offense heading into the fall camp besides Shadur Sanders and the offensive lineman Dylan Spencer. So it should be some pretty interesting position battles. So which battles are you guys looking forward to the most? Um,
2: I'll say it. I'll start it off first. Um, I'm going to say offensive line. I know um, probably the sexy pick is – is is wide receiver because we're so loaded there. But I think offensive line. Um he did say that Dylan Spencer was going to be the starter, but you know, um those other four, man, it's gonna be critical because I think um that offensive line is gonna be the the engine that you yeah. know Shador taking his first college snaps and you know having a big, healthy, um, I would say forceful offensive line is gonna be critical. So I think the what, who we see fill the rest of those positions um, out on the O line is going to be uh, the key to me.
1: Well, I'm gonna roll with the sexy pick, and that's the receivers.
0: And
1: <laughs> Lord knows we loaded at receiver. Now, granted, I got to cap the bag, man. We actually have a legit power five wide receiver room. Mm, I mean, don't. I will go. I will go on record and say right now we have a better wide receiver called than Mississippi State right now. <laughs> go check, go check their roster and look it
2: out. You're coming out the we, gate getting controversy going. Come on with it. I, Come on with stop,
1: it. Stop me when I start lying. We got six, <laughs> four stars in the Rob Room. We got three, three stars. I mean, we're loaded.
3: Man, I definitely agree. But like I said, I think I have to go back on what Ken said. The officer line, like, yeah, we're loaded in receiver, and I think we're going to be productive there. But the better we are with the O line up front. I think that's going to be the main factor in how dominant we can truly be.
2: I mean, no disrespect to the running backs either, though, man. Because that's oh, yeah. Yeah. that. You know, I noticed that, but we all know that from a quarterbacking standpoint, that's solidified. Um, the wide receiver room is going to be extremely competitive, but you know, running backs are important. But man, you the
5: offense, the offense start, starts and stops, man, with the O line. Well, let's talk about this offensive line, much maligned in the spring. But some big upgrades, obviously, as we stated, Dylan Spencer has been named the starter. I've been waiting on him since the announcement came. He's a guy who contributed (laughs) as a true freshman in the SEC, local kid. So, yeah, been excited about him, ready to see him make his debut. But you look at the new additions, of course, the high schoolers, Javante Gardner out of Florida, four-star, Charles Armstrong, very intrigued by him, a three-star. You have the guys who who have been there before who we're looking to contribute. Caleb Graham missed the spring. Cedric Dunbar went down with an injury, but they're going to bounce back and, and I think contribute a lot. And then more newcomers, Kirk Ford out of junior college, Demetri Jordan transferring from SMU and Trey Johnson. He's coming in. He hasn't been there over the summer, but he'll be there. He'll be here for the fall. He's mm-hmm. been and he's a former Miami Hurricane and a former USM Golden Eagle. So how do you kind of see this position battle shaping out? Where do you see certain guys fitting in and things like that?
2: So, for me, I'll just go ahead and, and t- give you the kind of the lineup that I kind of envision. Wh- whether it play out this way in fall camp or uh, when the guys come back and, and, and get ready to get rocking and rolling uh, for our first game. Um, so, if you have Dylan Spencer starting, we know Dylan Spencer is more than likely going to start at our right guard. So, now we need a center. So, in my opinion, um, looking at the bodies that Coach Prime has brought in, um, he's building a really big physical offensive line. So I'll start with the right tackle. Uh, if you look at a Dylan Spencer right there, right guard, uh, I, I would you know kind of predict that maybe Trey Johnson is gonna be that right tackle. Uh, he's great a, things about Trey already, even though yeah, he hadn't yeah. But I'm, I mean, I'm he's hearing 6'8".
5: he's he's expected to contribute. I mean,
2: he's a six, eight, six, seven, six, eight, three hundred plus pound body. I mean, you can't teach six eight. You know, and somebody say, well, just because he's 6'8", doesn't I mean he can block, but here's what I'm saying. You know, a guy that, you know, out of, out of, out of high school, goes to a Miami Hurricanes and to USM, and uh, what a lot of the, you know, the detractors and, and naysayers like to say is that they didn't pan out. But we all know that fit matters. Um, when you put a Dylan Spencer, who's a man child, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, that, at, at the right guard, and you, you pair him up with a 6'8", 350-pound right tackle, you know, that, that that solidifies your right side. Now, the question that someone would say was that Cedric Dunbar was our original right tackle. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the spring, you shift Dunbar over to center. I'm mm-hmm. not going to expound on that. That'll give us depth at the center position with Caleb Graham maybe backing him up. Boom, let's go to the left guard. Left guard, I see a battle between Kirk Ford and Amari Ketchins and maybe uh, Demetri Jordan that you just mentioned. In my opinion, Demetri Jordan is a big body. I'm gonna go ahead and say maybe D- Demetri Jordan um uh wins that battle in camp. Oh then your left ball. tackle. Yes, sir. Le- le- left tackle, we'll keep it the same as um as the as the spring. I I I project and expect Tony Gray to get much better, uh to solidify that left side. He he and Shador are really good friends, they got great chemistry, Thank and I think that he chemistry. will, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he'll be um, I think he will block for Shador better than he blocked in the spring. And uh, I think he's more comfortable now, more feel, more at home, and that gives you your offensive line. And I think that's the offensive line with a, a recipe for winning.
5: Well, I saw, I saw, you know, speaking of Tony Gray, I saw him improve over the course of the spring—a short spring, only a few, a handful of games—but to see a guy step in and, and, and see improvement just in that short amount of time. Now he's had, obviously, this whole summer he'll have the fall to really just get completely comfortable with the offense. I, I definitely expect expect to see a huge jump from him. But one thing I, I don't know if you guys know, just kind of seeing the pictures and seeing the guys, this group of offensive linemen just looks – they just look like they belong. They look like right. – Right. Look good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. BJ, you, you talk about that a lot.
3: Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, I believe in – Certain body types, you know, most coaches they want big, tall guys, six four, six five, long arms, especially for your tackles, and um, and just they just look the part. Like they all look good. They look like they've been working, and you know, I hope it just turns over to the field. Has a uh, has real quick. I know, isn't
2: Coach Prime a a, a NFL Hall of Famer? Something like that. And then and, didn't, and didn't he didn't he talk about. You know, his coaching staff having some almost 84 years of experience. I think we um, we don't want to take light on the fact that this man handpicked the players that he wanted to bring in. So I just wanted to throw that in there now. So I right, think he knows, right. well, to VJ's point, he knows the body types and the types of players There's that me. he's
5: right. looking for. So There's I think that's going to also bowl with well. When you say hand-picked, uh, a lot of people don't know the, the waiting list of players who were trying to get on, <laughs> who were trying to transfer. The players got turned away. The players got turned anyway. away who in any other year would, would be probably first stringers. And in a lot of other swag schools, they'd be on the roster and started, and they couldn't even make the cut. They couldn't even get a scholarship at Jackson State. So, yeah, he definitely chose specifically who he wanted. Mm-hmm. Also, they chose who one, they wanted.
1: Also, one other point of emphasis, Coach Marcuson. Coach Markerson has had oh, – yeah. Top five right, offensive right. lines in the SEC for several years. In he this was state, old, yeah. I, 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 but but, but Arkansas. He was the old line coach when they had Felix Harper and Derrick McFadden. Right. I mean, I mean, so the guy has put several guys in the NFL. So I mean, right. so we have we have an outstanding old line coach too. That's another point of interest we got to remember. Right.
2: One other thing is. We we don't have we don't want to spend too much time, but because we can get in in um in the weeds with going in depth, but we didn't even touch on the depth. I think no, that's the critical that. piece.
5: And oh. and let me say one reason why it's so critical on both sides of the line. And that's usually one of the differences when you have a SWAC school or an FCF school going up against a larger program. A lot of time when you look at the skill positions, that's not where we get beat because the it, you know, those schools may, may be better skill wise. But but it's close. You know, skill but in a lot of times the smaller school is hanging around that first quarter, even into the second quarter. But in we the second off. half that the bigger school pulls away and why do they tend to pull away? because they're rotating yeah. those guys in and out on the offensive line, and yeah. we're still stuck with you our second five. five. We're not as deep. We can't go to our second unit, but they can bring their second unit in. They're fresh. We're fatigued, and the score just, you know, it starts to kind of balloon from there.
1: But also, 100. let me add, too, to touch on that, too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But also, we have to make a
2: note, we don't just have depth. We have good quality depth. Quality depth. That's
5: mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. Well, I mean, we had, um, you know, shout-outs, you know, Shout out to them them them, 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 Jaguars, man. We had BJ and uh Ruben come on the show and he talked about uh Coach Dawson Odom when he was at Southern, how he built this his his teams. Now, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'll shout them out, you know, we don't, you know, this ain't we don't care about Southern like that, <laughs> but anyway, uh, he made up a good point and we he, he historically uh they over recruited for the offensive line. Uh, I see a lot of similarities with. What uh, Coach Prime and staff has done in building this lineup, like J- uh, Zoe just mentioned, uh, with good quality depth. I mean, we got so much depth that we forget some of the players that we do. If, we, if you go a couple of weeks, man, you've been and forgot the name of a kid, right. player that, that's coming in. And when we're talking about just, just <laughs> the, the, the awesome part about what he's doing is I, I just kind of gave you an example because I can go back and do the same thing all over again with right tackle and work my way all the way back to, to, le- to left tackle. And and you know say a, a a name or two. You know we can say Javante Gardner, and then we can say Kirk Floyd. We can say uh, uh Caleb Graham. Then we can roll over and say um Amari Catchings, and then like we can dumb, come back bro. and finish up you with say man. Charles Armstrong. I mean, the, 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 this is this is unprecedented. This is something that hasn't we haven't seen historically at the Jackson State since I would say the Robert Brazil, Jackie Slater. Walter Payton, Ooh, back in time, you're going back because Dr. Doom said it. He said, Listen, man, we they, they were so loaded. And remember, he that that clip he said, Coach, imagine having to go around Jackie Slater who was blocking for Walter Payton. That's what they did at practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Coach Prime has made that happen for us here at Jack State in, in 2021.
5: It's awesome. awesome, definitely. So, what was a you know, at times a sore spot in the spring has the potential to be an asset force coming this, up this fall and that'd be the offensive line. So looking forward to the battles. Stay tuned. Tiger Talk 1400 Club. We'll be talking about it throughout the month of August. So let's mm-hmm. move right along to the running back room, of course. Mm-hmm. The offensive line will have to ra- ra- block for these running backs. Start with, with Tyson Alexander. Obviously, unfortunately, had an injury late in the spring and he won't be available for the fall. We brought in some new additions, Peyton Pickett, J.D. Martin. So we've discussed this before. Some question the depth at, at the running back room, but what's behind them? Of course, we have the cameraman. Tito. <laughs> what are you guys thinking as far as running backs?
1: Well, I must say this. J.D. Martin I think is going to be the unheralded superstar on this team for this upcoming Ooh, season.
3: Third of pot. Yeah.
2: Well, well no, reason... he's, been, he's been consistent on this and I got to give you that one. Yeah, he yeah. has been. He's been big on J.D. Martin, but go ahead and the, speak the, on that. The,
1: the reason why I say this is because the offense that we're running, J.D. Martin is six feet tall, a legit six feet tall, mm. uh, sitting at about, look, six feet, 190 pounds. Dude runs a four or five flat. The man can tote the peel. He can pass block, and he's great catching the ball at the backfield. We're going to run a lot of, you know, uh three-wide receiver sets and a lot of four-wide receiver sets. Mm-hmm. We already stacked outside. And you got any pressure outside of Pad Pro, man, you slip this dude out for a screen, it's over.
5: It's over.
1: There is not talked another
5: – He There's not,
1: there not another running back in a swack like him at all.
5: He talked about it on, on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I asked him, what position do you play? He said he's an all-purpose back, and I asked All-purpose. He says he mm-hmm. can do it all. Catch the rock, of course. Tote the rock, as you said, Zo. Uh, block whatever you need him to do, and his film indicates that. He is a converted receiver, right? Yeah, he is. Quarterback
3: Play. slash wide receiver slash, you know, Swiss Army knife. He's what you call a football player. Football That's right. Player. He's a football oh. player. He's an athlete. You give him the ball in space, he can make plays for you. Whatever you need him to do, he can do it. So,
0: He's yeah, I'm artist. excited about him. Yeah, I'm,
3: I'm um well, I'm, I'm excited for Pickett as well. You know, I think I was yeah, I'm, it's my guy I right think, there. I think we're gonna have a lightning and thunder type combo. Hopefully this fall, I think they're gonna be very productive.
2: I think BJ, BJ, you took my, you took the thought right out of my head. Um, I was thinking that, and Joe mentioned it to a running back duo under Coach Markison, which we might see a replay of McFadden, Felix Jones, thunder Ooh. and lightning. <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully, Ooh. I know those are some. That's a tall order, but. I mean, you got a, a, a J.D. Martin that can give you, that can give. So this is the thing. When you got a freshman quarterback never taking college snaps, um, we know Shador has been prepared for this moment for his whole life. And, but usually when you have um, a, a, a young freshman and they get in trouble, you want, your, you, got, you want to go to your check downs. You want to go to your tight end. Right. I can see Kyle and Richard get more passes. You can throw this ball. You can throw the ball to a J.D. Martin out of the backfield. Uh, a lot of screen passes, a lot of right. uh, quick yeah. digs and stuff like that. Uh, but I kind of see Peyton more of a change of pace, more of a uh, three down right. style power right.
3: back. Well, we need um, to get that, them two yards, we need it
2: absolutely. And he also is going to be uh beneficial in the in uh in the goal, uh, uh inside the goal line or the yeah. red zone, right? But not to mention, uh, Coach Prime brought in some more young, fresh legs at running back, you know, with uh Desmond Moultrie being a a freshman that's actually a dog. He was doing pretty well in in, in the spring camp uh, initially when he came in, uh, signed in early, but then he brought in a, a a Kevin May from St. Joseph, a local kid. Uh, And these kids look good when you look at them, they physically look good. They do. They do. But I think the question with the running backs are answered by one thing that we haven't mentioned yet. And that is to all you SWAT coaches that are game planning, a double dog dare you to stack the box against your door in these wide <laughs> receiver. Please stack the box. So my point is this since you got to defend the pass and you got to defend you got a quarterback that can make every single throw. You got a star studded wide receiver uh uh core that we haven't touched on yet. That's gonna open the that's gonna open and you got a big offensive line that's gonna open it up for a running back. So whoever's back there is gonna go eat. I expect right. him to eat. But one uh and speak speaking of running back, shout out to uh Greg Williams though. We, oh yeah, I mean, his services. yeah, no, no, he he's also injured and, mm-hmm. and we uh we're gonna miss him as well in the in the fall. So I know
5: we mentioned Tyson
2: Alexander, but definitely yeah. wanted to mention um um we didn't forget about you. Definitely,
5: definitely thank you. I was actually just thinking that you're reading my mind. I definitely would have uh, would have gone back and corrected that uh as well. So shout out to Greg. Definitely we're still thinking about you in uh speedy mm-hmm. recovery. Hope you can get back to 100%. All right, and moving right along to this wide receiver core. I know you guys can't wait to talk about it. Everybody's excited about it. We're talking about the depth, we're talking about yes, the speed, sir. the length, the height, the size. I definitely want to shout out Dalen Ball Baldwin. He's the guy who got it done for us in the spring. Definitely, we were excited for him to return, decided to move on to Michigan. And some people were wondering, oh, man, losing our top receiver, what's it going to be like? But I think with the additions that we brought in, I think the Ooh. fan base is excited. Well, like- <laughs> and to move forward and see what this group could do. So let's talk about it. I mean, the competition. How many receivers can you put on the field at once?
3: Whew.
2: I mean, you can go five. Out, you can go five wide. Yeah, you can go. You can. But you, you, you know, you're not gonna have a tight end, and you're not gonna have a running back. So, yeah. hey, that you might you might see that. The cool part about it, and, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna yield to oh is that. We got tight ends that that can that look like wide receivers and wide receivers that look like tight ends. Go ahead, Zo. Right,
1: <laughs> man. I'm
2: gonna let you. I'm gonna let you lead off on this. One, look,
1: look at look at man. I know people have been talking about you know saying we got this transfer for these schools, but they just don't even compare, man. We got six four stars, man. Six. No other school on the SS level has that. We got six, man. Allah Brown caught sixty balls his senior year. Four star. Javante Rucker. Man, it's like uh, a, a new millennium Peter Ward. Seriously, mm-hmm. dude make magic mm-hmm. with the ball in his hands. You got Corey Reed, who we had last year. I call him Mr. Muscle. Make it mm-hmm. go across the middle. He His body's made for a bang-eight. Mm-hmm. Then you see go from Daniel Correa. He was out last year. He's back. Four then, star. Then, a lot of people don't know that. That's all mm-hmm. I'm aiming is four star. Then, oh, my favorite, Quay Davis. I mean, it's a it's a miniature Dez Bryant. I know people mm-hmm. may say Dez Bryant. No, go check Dez oh, Bryant yeah, at Oklahoma he's State. A baby <laughs> he's a
5: baby yeah. dead. Yeah, absolutely. Go,
1: dead. go go check Dez Bryant at Oklahoma State and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The dude will mm-hmm. sit here jumping over people, like during the game scoring touchdowns. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The dude was the eighth rate receiver in the country. And then Malachi Wyman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's the 22nd-rate receiver in the country. This Jackson State we talking about. Like 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 Shadow said, this is swag. I ain't even got to the three stars yet. I mean, you see him with Keith Corbin. Keith Corbin played uh, at Houston, putting up crazy numbers. He had double-digit touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Then you got Shane Hooks. It's a baby Randy Moss. Then Ooh. you got Christian. Then you got Christian Allen. We only talk about him. He was just Mr. Football in Mississippi.
2: Then you got that that you know the Mr. Consistency, Mr. Warren Newman. Warren Newman He's been in the stable for oh, quite some him. time. Oh, you fun know.
1: fact! Fun fact about Warren Newman. In the spring, when they talk about it. One Newman had seven touchdowns. Yes, he did. He had seven he did. touchdowns in the spring. I mean, wow. all he does is catch touchdowns. That's it.
3: Yep, yep yep
2: Man, loaded, I, bro. I, 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 we, we are man. So when when you look at it, you you look at um, you know, mad respect, like you said, Corey, to 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 all those that came, and I'm just excited to see how they're gonna mix it up. You know, do you go? Right. Uh Shane Hooks, um, uh Quay Davis, Wideman. Uh, we didn't even mention uh though you got uh, failed to mention. I know you was mentioning starred uh kids, but um Lotto Wu, you know, uh Lotto. Josh Lanier. Uh Josh Lanier out of uh, transfer from uh Alabama.
1: Yeah, who breaking everybody's uh,
2: ankle. You know, amazing yeah. footwork, you know, but it, it just comes down to are they gonna go with more of a three-man set, four man? Um, I think I think I think what you what we're gonna wind up seeing a lot of is gonna be a lot of three and four sets, where they have three wide receivers, one tight end, um, and maybe go into some four four wide receiver one running back sets. And if you even when you have that to have that level of depth, I mean, you're talking, we I, I from what you counted and what I'm seeing in my head, I mean, we're looking at about four four units that are starters that can start on any team in swag in my honest opinion we at least so 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 here so so here's the here's the question that i have for everybody when you got that level you know of and i'll 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 shout out alabama and them right for for this reason they they do have a really good uh uh core of wide receivers but they you're only talking about maybe three wide receivers and tight end Mm -hmm. so the question I would ask is, is when you put that level of firepower on the field at all times, name the SWAC school right now. High, I, highly talented it. DBs that could cover what we're putting in on offense. I just want to know it because I and, ain't seen it.
5: And can I, you see do you see SWAC schools adding DBs throughout through the transfer portal Definitely, what we've done? You always need DBs anyway. Though. Yeah, okay.
2: so, definitely. so, Corey to speak to that, though, the transfer portal – and guys picking up uh um um transfers and f b s transfers and three and four star kids has always been that way so let, let let me let me say this there is a difference between what has happened in the past and what's happening now okay explain so, this explain it so so here's what I mean Shador said something you know, we started this and people yes. lost they yes. lost they they lost their mind we, before this. folks been coming to no Let's no no no, 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 no. you you're right they have yeah. been coming. They have been transferring, but you got to understand who said it and what is he talking about? What did he mean? Exactly. This is what I mean. That is a freshman four-star hmm. that signed with Jackson State out of high school. So we're not talking about a kid that flamed out at a university because we all we all can get some of that, or a kid that had a controversy at another university. Right, got in trouble. We're talking about, yeah. wow. So what Coach Prime is doing is not only is he getting talent, the transfer portal to patch up and quick fix and and make ship the roster to fill it out but he's building a core of three-star four-star freshman kids out of high school you tell me name the swag school in the last 20 years that has signed double digit three and four star kids out of high school that has not happened and i'm telling you i'll tell you to your face you're bold-faced lying you're not being honest if you say that that's (laughs) happening to somebody else Jackson State is the only school that's doing that, and we know who's do- we know why we're doing it with appreciative of it. But let's speak to the facts. So, what he said at Media Day, yeah, it might have ruffled some feathers, but he wasn't lying about it. He, he wasn't lying. Also,
5: Ken, also Ken, you're talking about yep. the freshman that he's signing. I think specifically, we have to also look at the transfers because, oh, you know, absolutely, the, the, big the front, rate, the big yeah, the the f- controversy is oh, transfer we swag schools have always, always been getting P5 transfers, yes, Well, yeah, but they what, have, what but not said, at this what, rate. Not at this rate, but also what he said was, and I I can insert the quote here, (laughs) what he said was, we're coming to Jackson State because we want to, not because we have to.
3: You understand, we didn't come here because we had to. We came here because we chose to. It's a difference.
5: Okay, that's a difference. He's got options,
2: man. So so
5: that's actually a good point. What he meant by that is a lot of times we'll get these transfers in the swag because – you know, they don't have it. A, a so it didn't mean, work. So when you have a Zay Bolden who was doing fine at Florida State, when you have a a James Houston who was doing fine at Florida, they didn't Golden. have to leave. We have an Al Young who could have gone back to simo to even yes, though it's not a, a P5. Don't you forget know, my guy, he, Mr. Owens from Georgia Tech. Georgia to Tech could have gone back. Okay, yeah, so listen. they decided, no, no, you know what, even though I can stay at my P5 and start and, and – could have the opportunity to go to the NFL. You know what? I see what's going on at Jack State. I see this movement. I'm going to transfer that. That's the difference. That's the difference. It started with Nugget. Nugget had Penn State one second, then he had Georgia.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you go to uh, Shane Hooks, had other options. I mean, come on! You telling me Malachi Wyman didn't have mad options? Go and look at the go go pull well, up his
5: tweet. If you see the tweet, the, the you know the Auburn fans were hoping to get. Oh, he was going to go to Auburn and all these other yeah. schools. So, so, so when you have these P five transfers, a lot of times their options are to transfer it down. But we're getting P five uh, transfers who we're beating out. We we beat out <laughs> we we just beat out several P five schools for a transfer. He ended up paperwork. We won't even get into it, but he ended up not coming, but we beat him out. Okay, it just didn't work out from a paperwork standpoint. If you look at Mr. Right, Riggins, right. who just left Illinois and signed with Jackson State, where could he have gone? And I know we're on defense. This is an offensive show. We'll get back on track, but what offers did he have?
2: Well, I mean, Trevon, well, well, Riggins. Go ahead, zone.
1: I am going to say, he had plenty of offers, man. He uh, He had coming out, he had another eight other offers. And he actually chose Jack State. We were the only FCS school offer that he had. Absolutely,
2: two. Which, which well, uh, uh, was Miami and Arizona, Arizona. State. Uh, it, it really came down to Arizona State with Coach Herm. It was, uh, and he like like you said, Corey, Corey, you brought up a really good point and kind of cleaned up what I was trying to say, which was, um, you, you, it's not that you had these last chance you style uh, transfer ease who may have had injuries we we gotten some of that in some other schools again and it's not to make light of it cuz it's like people got to learn to let two things be true at the same time you can't just cuz i say one thing it yeah. doesn't negate the other thing you got we we got a lot of kids that came into the fall. and here's the other thing to say cuz when we hear this and you hear these these guys on the team that that didn't come in highly recruited or highly ranked it's not a slight to them we're just talking about one subject and that is the right. uh, p5 transfers um, no slight to any other players, you know, that, that are on the roster or whatever the case may be. But the point I'm making is is that these guys had options. And Shador said the right thing. I mean, like you said, it comes down to do you say it. But some people take it as cockiness. But I like the – another word that most people don't like to use is dogmatism. When you're dogmatic about something, it really it sounds like arrogance. But just I'm just telling you. Me? Yeah, I mean, he, he got to back it up. He sees what he's doing. He knows what he's working with against so that's why he said we're playing against the sec
5: defense absolutely competition 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 which is why we're so excited about this fall camp moving from the wide receivers onto the tight ends we have mr kylan richie coming back of course dj stevens and the freshman jency riley so i know you guys are looking forward to that battle as well
3: um well of course i think kylan probably is the favorite going into camp but um dj is a solid player and of course, is that new blood, um, athletic, he's an athletic kid, big kid, looks like a um, a big receiver. And I'm excited to see how they use him in the offense if he can get out there and make an impact in his freshman season.
1: You know, I, I concur. Yeah, Colin's going to start, so? man. Ki- Colin is going to have a breakout season this year. Having good, consistent quarterback play is going to do him wonders. But, man, I'd be remiss if I didn't – have a smile on my face when I think about Gen Riley. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and say it, man. He's Kyle Picks remix. 6'6, 210 pounds, 4 4'5 in the 40. And the man came from a pass happy offense. And a tight end is a quarterback best friend. I mean, the future is bright at JSU.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys make some really good points. I don't have anything really to to you know to disagree with it, because I think uh Colin is that – this is time, you know. He finally is—I don't say finally, but you made a good point. Consistent quarterback play, um, and I expect to see DJ uh, last in the spring. We saw we saw a tight end getting the ball that we hadn't seen all and, and the whole time he was at Jackson State. So I see um, all three of them getting some burn. Uh, but I'm definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing Jensen Riley get on the field, and and, and I'm gonna definitely monitor his growth. Shout out to primetime Jensie Riley. We had him on the show. Mm-hmm. and uh, But Kyle is my guy. I expected him to start as well, and I
5: expect him to have a good, a good fall. Schematically, how do you feel we can fit the tight end into this, this offensive system? That's always a point of contention for a lot of offenses, just getting the tight end as touches and putting them in the right position. So what do you, think you, guys, what do you guys think we can do in, in that department?
3: Or uh, it just depends on the personnel. Um, uh, sometimes you they got things now where they, you know, the RPO game and just, mm-hmm. um, leaking them out the backfield, um, on these uh bootlegs and all type of things that we saw even in the spring. So it just depends on the skill set. You look at Jensen athletically, you probably have to say he's probably the most raw to where you mm-hmm. flex him out, and you know, so that's why I'm interested in him a lot because it's a lot of things you can you can see him just doing, even as a freshman, you know, some things, you know, just even in the red zone. So, you know, it just depends on the skill set.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think it's going to come down to the opponent and the schemes that they're actually Mm -hmm. showing us on defense. Right. A good portion of of watching Jason Phillips, believe it or not, man, there have been some times he's actually going double tight in the red zone sometimes. Uh, Mm -hmm. I highly doubt we'll see it just because of the makeup of the roster. But I spent the big year at Kyle Rich. I think he can have a great touchdown producing year because the dude has really, really good hands. Like I said, people really does not have any idea. Kyle Rich is a three-star recruit. People mm-hmm. really don't understand, yeah, you know, the that. talent. They don't have the they don't realize the talent that this dude got. Like I said, we we've we had we've had inconsistent quarterback play. I think with Shador having good and we and we've shown that in the previous scrimmages because he's caught touchdown in every scrimmage that we had. Mm-hmm. So I think Kyle's gonna have a great year. And I think schematically, they're going to do a lot of things out of 21 personnel, but I still oh, think, yeah. uh, I still think that uh, Kylan will have great use specifically in the red zone. Um,
2: I agree, so I, I agree, I agree. I, I agree with you, Joe, because you know, prior to the spring, I felt like the tight end position at Jackson State was the most underused position, you know, <laughs> on the offense. And I would even say, if you go and look at the past few champions, um, uh, in the SWAC. If you look at what Alabama and did, they utilize their tight end quite a bit. Uh when you think about a uh a Meander, the guy that played with uh, I want to say Meander was either with Southern or Grand, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but the point is they they I think Meander was anyway, the point is um Southern has had good tight end play, Gramlin has uh when they were dominated has played um with good tight end play. When you use a tight end, a lot of times a lot of the defenses that you see in the in SWAT They don't really plan for the tight end to be effective, so it leaves you with um, ways to gas the defense, and that's what we saw in the swag championship in the spring. So, I definitely expect to see more of what we saw with Kylin. Uh, I hope hopefully they expand it, but I think it's going to come down to matchups.
5: Absolutely, absolutely, and last but not least, the quarterback position. Mm. We're, we're set there. We have our quarterback one, our QB one. We've had our QB one since the spring. But now it's finally time. He's been preparing for this his whole life. going to be front and center starting in Miami. Shadour Sanders. I mean, what, yeah. else, can, what else is there left to be said about Shadour Sanders? The, the, the word out on the street is not about
2: Shador. The question is, is what does Jackson State have in the quarterback room? After the, If Shador did this, then if he goes down and he struggles, blah, 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 blah. Quarterbacks that left and this person that left and this would have <laughs> been whatever. All right, okay, listen, yeah, yeah. Now, first and foremost, to all you listeners and naysayers that's outside of the JSU circle, Jackson State don't have to give no press conference to let you know what we got in our quarterback room. That's first thing. Second thing. Is uh, a name uh, one of the coolest names on the team? He go by the name of Dodge Dozier. Yeah. I don't know if they ever heard of Dodge Dozier. Be an SUV. Hey, hey,
5: hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a Dodge. Like, nice uh,
2: it, it looks like Doge and Dozier, but it's 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 Dodge Dozier. We, we have a backup quarterback that came in uh, this signing class of uh, out of uh, uh, Navarro Community College. Um, Team, uh, quarterback for Mr. Kirkland, Floyd who's uh, our big six, five, 315 hundred fifteen-pound uh, guard that came in, transferred in. But the point I'm making is, we got a we got a four-star uh, kid that's ready to take the helm and, and take this uh, JSU program and, and march us to a Celebration Bowl in Shador Sanders. Uh, yes, our eggs are in and one all in on Shador. Mm-hmm. Um, he's primed, quote unquote. For this role and for this opportunity. But um, I do feel like if there is any, and we, you know, knock on wood, um, you know, we we hope that there's no injuries, but we know we're talking about football and there is an attrition there. If Shador goes down or something happens, we will be okay. Uh, I back up, I project it being Dodge. He's a lefty. He can also make every throw. He comes from the very same offense that we're running um, uh, this fall. And his backup, is Mr. Thompson out of North Texas. I'll leave that to the crew to speak on him. That's my man, opinion look, on that. Man, look,
1: Dodge is just fine because before Dodge came to Jackson State, Dodge is one offensive player of the year this conference in this frame, Sure did. Dodge is actually fine, man. Dodge is actually more than serviceable. But again, because Dodge wasn't a four-star, then we want to belittle, you know, what, what he is. Dodge is fine. <laughs> but what you do... But, but Shador, man, at this point right now, man, I'm just trying to come up with a with a nickname for my, for my guy, dog. I mean, to be one, let me tell you something. Sh- <laughs> Sh- Sh- Shador Sanders, barring injury, will own every passing record in Jackson State history.
5: Well, shout out to Robert Kent. Let me let me pause right there. Let me pause right there. Oh, man, if if and I'm with you now. I'm not disagreeing with you, but what if he's three and done? <laughs> he, he, may miss, he may miss a year.
1: He's still a he, 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 he get it because dog, we're going to have an mm. offense where he's going to throw 60 balls a game. Kent has the passing record with 10,000 yards. If he get him four in three years, four times three is 12. My man showed show me.
5: Joe <laughs> has it all figured out, the calculations and everything. Joe said he's going for 4,000,
2: man. <laughs> I like that. that.
5: Let me let me get back to the backup quarterback because we, we've talked we talk about Shadur on every show. Like it's really yeah. as I said earlier, there's really nothing much to be said about him. We're already projecting him breaking records. So so it's definitely that <laughs> we're talking about right now in the fall. So there's definitely that nothing else to say about Shadour. Let's let's see him in action in Miami. But you mentioned something, Ken. He or maybe it was Zoe, that he's coming from an offense that he already ran. Yep. How important is that for him? For any quarterback. Yeah. I knew it to you. terminology. Uh,
2: uh, real quick note. You remember we had CJ? Shout out to our our our, 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 our boy CJ Anderson. He was on the show. He mentioned familiarity, terminology, um, language, ta- language, coaching. Uh, all of that stuff matters, man, because um, it's just a easy, it's a it's an easy learning curve. You see what right. I'm saying? Like and here's the other thing. It. I think the other thing that we want to mention about the quarterback is, is that really we got, we actually, the spring was a blessing for us, man, because technically, Shador mentioned this, and I know. not to talk. And this is really a redshirt year for him. So he kind of got like a, a hyphenated redshirt red year. You. He was able to get, pick up on the speed of the game. But back to the point, the point is continuity, man. Familiarity, muscle memory, uh, terminology, checkdowns, reads, knowing what's there and we have the coaches that you know speak the same language and and run an offense that they can just they can come in and and um and, and uh, one more thing one more thing so I want to I want to slide a little controversy in there because the reason why because I know this is I know this is going to come up and I've heard this I've seen it on social media we got two white backup quarterbacks let's talk about it you know why okay. because Shador Sanders is not a dual-threat quarterback. He's actually a pro-style quarterback. You don't mm-hmm. see many African-American pro-style quarterbacks. Most of the right. pro-style quarterbacks you see are white oh, quarterbacks. Right. right. I'm, not, I'm not just saying it's not a black or white thing, but the reality of it is, is that, you know, Chido, I mean, Shador is more of that you know, Jacoby Brissett style. He can run. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but he's more of a quarterback. And, and Coach Pollock said that when he first came in, ruffled a few feathers. You know, these coaches has been ruffling feathers since they've been on campus. <laughs> I, I, also,
1: also, another thing to add to that, one thing that we've done for the first time honestly in decades is all three of our quarterbacks have the same exact skill set.
3: you right. That's true. That's true. They're running the offense.
2: These coaches, don't disrespect the, the acumen, the football acumen that these guys, these guys have forgotten more football than most of us ever known. And I think they know what they need at the quarterback room. And you show me a quarter. I, I'll say this. Alabama State when Nettles went down in the the Magic City Classic, was that the same team with the backup?
0: Mm.
2: No, they got blew off the field. Mm. (laughs) And I think that they would have been a little bit more in that game had Nettles not gone down. But the backup quarterback who wound up transferring out, I guarantee you if Nettles was playing in that game, you would have saw a much different game. So I don't know um, of many teams that's going to go to that second-string quarterback that's going to be at at the
3: same. Right. That's the one position on the field, on the football field, that once you get by that first guy, normally it's a drop-off. I don't care Mm -hmm. what level, you know, you have rare cases like Alabama with Jalen Hurts and Tua, and even Mm -hmm. that, it was – I mean, it's a a notable difference. So most of the time when you get by that first guy, it's going to be a drop-off, you know, because most of the time schools – seriously recruit their guy, the guy that they want to run their program every, you know, two to three years. You're not going to get a guy to come in. Most of the time, those quarterbacks don't like to compete. They just call it what it is. So, uh most of the time, you know, we have our guy, should do as our guy, and I think he's going to be fine.
2: Well, at least we hope so. <laughs>
5: 4,000
1: yards, man. 4,000 4, yards. Okay.
5: Okay. 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 Let let me st- let me stop, so man. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I let mean, me stop it. It. I love it, man. I, yeah, I, if, he, if, he 4K, if he throw
2: for four k, if he throw for thirty five k, we we put on yeah, oh, yeah, let let's
5: save the predictions for another episode. How about that? We'll, right. we'll get to the we'll get to season prediction, record prediction, stats prediction, all that fun stuff. I know we'll definitely have to bring those back for that. One. <laughs> All right, I know I said uh, last but not least for the quarterbacks, but we also – we we should definitely touch on the special teams, at least the kicking game, the field goal, P.A.T. Mm. Obviously, that was a sore spot for us, but we brought in a kicker. We've had him on the, the show, Bailey Rayborn. So how comfortable, how confident are we in the kicking game, be able to do something as simple as make an extra point. And, you know, if we can get into that field goal range, 35, 40 yards, how confident are we in our ability to put three points on the board? Well, yeah. I will say this,
3: going into the fall – it will feel good to, you know, score a touchdown and not be sitting on the edge of your seat or sitting up sweating because you don't know if we're gonna make the extra point or not. You know, so <laughs> it's gonna feel good to actually, you know, if we can make extra points. I'd be happy. You know, I'm just being not honest. To ask. Not too much that, to <laughs> yeah. but um, I feel good. I'm confident in Bailey. I think he's gonna be able to come in and, you know, if we need to knock him to knock down that 35 footer, you know, 35 yarder. I think I, I, able to I hope
5: he can knock down the 35 footer. <laughs> I think I can knock down a 35
3: point. <laughs> hey, it's not as easy
2: as he, like he said, it's not as easy as you think. But oh. uh shout shout out to Bailey, man. We that was one of our, our hottest shows, man. We we dropped um I had a chance to speak with him, but very, very um, you know, knowledgeable kid. He 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 lives kicking, man. All aspects of the game. Yeah. Um, I think we, we got an NFL kicker on our roster. Ooh. And I think um, yep, yep, I said it. I think um, when you think about the players that could possibly be drafted in the uh, the 2022 NFL draft, Bailey Rayborn. Um, you know, I'm not going to predict that he's going to be the best uh, kicker in the SWAC. Say I don't say gonna, it. But, but hold on, hold on. But I'm going to predict that he's going to be the best kicker in the SWAC. <laughs> you know, so I, I think we'll be fine at the kicking game. I think uh, right. he might be. He might actually be the one that leads. You know, um, second leading uh, in points on the team.
1: I gotta tell you, I'm giddy about Bailey Rayborn for one purpose only. Outside of the field goal duties, we've never ever in our history had a kicker that on kickoffs kicking the ball is in the back of the end zone. That's nope. a win-win for us. We've never had that. So going yep. into every game, we should never, ever start off with bad field goal Bad field position. We've never had
2: it. Good point. Well, That's what they said. Good, uh, good offense, part of a good offense, good defense. So, I mean, if you pin in the team in the, you know, and they on the 25 or the 20 every time, was it the 25? I think it's the 25, yeah, 25 um, man. yeah. So, to go
3: at 75, 80 yards every time, but also
1: you eliminate run
3: right?
2: And I mean, he, with the – go ahead, go ahead, Corey. No, nah, no, go ahead. Now, I was just gonna say. When you to Zoe's point, when you when you pinning teams um, you know, to the twenty-five and they're starting there and they don't have good field position, now you win the field position game. And then you're looking at going back to offense, if we get get a couple of three and outs or a couple of four or five play uh defensive sets, uh uh defensive uh series, boom, you give you give Shador and this high powered offense that we just talked about with with this uh FBS level depth, the ball with in great field position. You know, you're talking on our 40, 45, close to the 50-yard line. Now you're talking about really being able to put up a lot of points. That's
0: yeah,
1: historically, we, 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 we've notoriously had kickers, you know, that wouldn't have great leg strength. The receiving team getting the ball catching it on the 10, 15-yard line. Hmm. Even if they're getting 20 yards, they're at the 35, 40-yard line. We're living in all that.
5: No doubt. Great and point. Ken, and, Ken, speaking of the defense, that's a perfect segue so our next episode, we will be previewing the fall camp, the defensive position battle. The dark side. Return free? to the dark side. <laughs> Is it
2: I think so. I think so. We're going to have to call it something else, but, you know,
5: I like he, the he... dark side. We'll get into it. Well, let's save it for the next episode. That's a wrap. Let's put a bow on it. Great job, guys, as always. And we'll be back for part two of our fall camp preview, and we'll be talking defense. And that'll do it for episode 174 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show, and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag I love